0: Is making real estate investments part of your 2024 plans, but you're not quite sure how to start? We recommend reaching out to Jesse Taff of Waypoint Real Estate Group and Bryce Gonzer of Fulcrum Home Loans. They'll get you a detailed update on the market and review your situation to figure out what's best for you. They also have great resources for getting out of debt, investing in alternative currencies, and business development. And they also speak specifically to peers in real estate, giving hugely valuable tips and tricks. Make sure to give them a follow. It's cold in Idaho, and that cold, dry air can play havoc on your skin. Whether you're looking for information on skin health, product reviews, age management, or general wellness, Dr. Dustin Portella has answers on his internationally renowned TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram channels. You can also catch his conversations with other skincare specialists on his podcast and access his skincare line, Dean, at Treasure Valley Dermatology. Want to know more? Listen to our conversation with Dustin on our recent episode, Doctor to TikTok Superstar. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Welcome back to the conversation.
1: Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Shane Plummer. In this episode, we ring in the new year with a special conversation with Elena DeYoung, the owner of Alyanka Russian Cuisine. Alyanka is possibly our favorite restaurant in the Treasure Valley, and Elena was instrumental in making it memorable from our very first visit. Through the many times we've dined there, we're grateful to count Elena and her wonderful husband, Dan, as friends. We were honored to have them in our home recently to share Elena's story as an immigrant from Kazakhstan, as an Idahoan and business owner, and as a local celebrity, having been featured on the Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives with Guy Fieri. This is less a feature on Alianca specifically, and more a conversation on dedication, community, spousal support, and building relationships and connecting generations through food. Although the food itself is remarkable on its own, what's more interesting is how it introduced us to an amazing intergenerational and cross-cultural story. Elena is a truly wonderful human and exemplar of hard work and pursuing your passion to the benefit of a community. We discuss how we met, her immigration and establishment in the United States, starting a business at the onset of COVID, how she sees food and the experience of sharing it and eating it, her deserved success in being featured on national television, and the support and hostility she has experienced as a Russian American during the course of the Ukrainian Russian War. Integral to all of this is her relationship with Dan. It's inspiring to see how proud and supportive he is of her and how his deep commitment has magnified her success. We hope you enjoy this episode. And with that, we bring you a conversation with Elena and Dan DeYoung.
0: What we're coming into for our listeners is we were just having a lovely lunch with some of our friends and we wanted the conversation to continue. So Shane, why don't you tell us what we're what we're talking about today?
1: Okay, so we're here with Elena and Dan DeYoung. Elena, we've talked about you a lot because your restaurant, Alianka's, is my favorite in Boise. I absolutely love
0: it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I like how you just totally threw me at, like, it was not also my favorite restaurant in Boise. <laughs> I don't want to speak for you. You can speak for yourself. Obviously, you don't look at my, my Instagram page, or you'd know, and clearly Natalie's favorite restaurant.
1: I know ever. that you love Alianka's also. <laughs> okay. Um, I, just throwing that in there. I love it. Your food is great, and I could sing your praises all day long as a restaurant and just as a person. Like, I feel most comfortable and welcome in your restaurant than anywhere else.
2: The only feeling I want my guests to feel, I would say, I am so honored to be a part of your um, podcast. I'm listening. I wish I could listen more often, but I listen to it and I enjoy it so much. It's amazing how much support I, you know, I I get from two of you, or not only me, but the whole Treasure Valley community. It means a lot to me and to every one of us. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. Today. Thank you. We're Those so are kind happy.
1: words. Yeah. The experience is personal. That's how I think about it.
2: That's who I am. You know, I love I absolutely love good food, good company and connections. That's what all the experience at my place or even if you would come to my house, that would be the main goal, to have a connection, to reconnect with people that I sometimes I feel disconnected. So when I when I see the customer going through the door of Alunka, I really want them to have a full experience. The food speaks itself for itself, but I really want to hear your story, what brought you to our place, and at the same time to share my story if I have a moment to talk to the customers.
1: I think that that's what kind of interested me the most, is I, I can't even remember how we got there the first time. How did we discover that restaurant?
0: Well, I mean, I was doing a feature on it. I don't know if it was just I was we were going or if you had messaged and you're like, come try a restaurant. Or did I message you and say, we'd like to come? Nope. Or did we re- just show up and, and eat? I can't even no. remember. We just I went re- the
1: first time. I don't yeah, know. Do you
2: remember? Why did we come I rem- I remember vividly how I've met oh, okay. you. Oh, okay. Tell so me. Oh. It was during COVID. COVID was very hard. I mean, we started in November of 2019. Everything was going well. I mean, we had so many... Um, customers going, uh, coming to our restaurant and trying the new food. A lot of people who already tried our food through the food festival that I ran for about 16, 17 years through the church. Mm -hmm. It started as a community event. And um, after years, it became super big, very, very big. And a lot of people were asking me, why just once a year you need to open something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was in the back of my head. would be nice, but never the right time. So when I opened in November 19, I thought, oh, my gosh, it's going so well, so good. And then March comes of 2020, mm-hmm. and everything shuts down, and I wasn't sure what to do, where to go. All I knew how to just work hard. I, I was in the survival mode. I would be there, I don't know, working for 18, 20 hours a day. I would come home, take a nap, take a shower, and go back again um, for two months. I was so grateful that there was a gentleman who lives down the street and happened to be um, amazing as he dropped me a letter saying I'm here to help because I am the restaurant owner. I have several restaurants in different states, and I'm here. I can't travel. I'm here to help, and he helped me a lot. But again, we're going to the first moment how we met. Uh, It was July 4th, um, 4th of July, event uh, your neighbors down the street are mm. good friends with their children they invited us over and for you know to just to gather together for that event and watch fir- fireworks um i can't go to the house empty-handed i always bring <laughs> something <laughs> especially dessert this is yes. my thing so i brought dessert and um we had a nice dinner and um anastasia your neighbor, she said, "Why don't we just take the, all the table outside and set up all the desserts outside and invite all the neighbors to watch fireworks and and um, eat the desserts?" Mm-hmm. I said, "That's a great idea," and that's what we did. And then I think Natalie was walking by, just you know, and she said, "Oh, oh!" Well. And
0: she, yeah, tw- I was spending the holiday alone for it was my first because Shane had taken the kids somewhere and I needed to do something for work, so I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just walk around the neighborhood and look at." lights kind of like charlie brown like sad (laughs) sad yeah and and then you know you guys just said hey do you want some dessert and i'm like uh yeah (laughs) and it was just like this warm wonderful like scene of very picturesque america like fourth of july and it's of course all of our you know russian neighbors all like (laughs) hanging out together which was kind of fun but yeah so uh i took a bite of i think it was your honey cake was the first thing and i was like Okay, what's happening right now? Like I was, was, like this is one of the most. I messaged Shane like that night. I'm like, I just had like maybe the best dessert I've ever had in my life, like on the lawn of a neighbor's house, and they introduced me to to you and said, hey, she's got this restaurant, you should check it out.
2: Yeah, and then yeah. you introduced yourself mm-hmm. and and um, telling me that you have um, Instagram account or whatever social media accounts, and I was. I wasn't aware of how much um, influence it brings into uh, business life, I would say. Mm -hmm. I I, I didn't know at that time I was still unaware of, you know. And when you said, told me about that, you know, I looked up. I thought, oh, wow, Natalie's amazing, you Mm know, supporting all the other businesses. And I think uh, I probably give you my card Mm -hmm. and you reach out and you said, I would love to come by one of those days and just check your place out i said mm-hmm. i will be happy to mm-hmm. and then a few months later you were able to come over and enjoy or i mean experience the russian food at our restaurant and the rest of the history yeah i feel like we created a little relationship yes. together and friendship and it's amazing
1: you picked a hard time to start a restaurant wow.
2: i did man
1: coven uh-huh. mm, rough but
2: time so you See, had a whole year before that yeah. Not the whole year, just three months before covid hit. Oh, you just started it? I just yeah. started. Oh my I what just a curveball. Wow. It was. And I was sitting when it happened, and the restaurant is empty, and I was sitting there, and I'm thinking, is that a message from above? I believe in God, you know? And I feel like God's sending me something, telling me maybe it wasn't the thing I was supposed to pursue And maybe I was supposed to stay home and continue being with my children at that time. But I couldn't go back because there's so much uh, involvement and so much money was put on the table and I had to pay back and I didn't have a choice. I had to keep marching and working and do whatever I needed to be be doing Mm -hmm. for me to survive. Mm. at that time but that gentleman who showed up and he said I'm here to help he helped me a lot I mean uh, he helped me to get the loan he helped me to he helped me to connect with people with other people he helped me to bring the system uh, that people could order online and it's just amazing I receive a lot of community support at that time too I, I wouldn't survive without them. When we
1: came to your restaurant, um, when we did the filming, and we'll talk about that here in just a the second. The first but,
2: time or with the TV
1: show? With the, with the TV show. Oh. Um, you had so many people there, and the level of commitment and dedication to you guys was so high. Like Everybody there were your fans. They weren't fillers. They were people that really loved you and your business. That was cool to see.
2: I would say a person, every person who goes through the door and become regular client, they're like a part of my family. the I, I, family that I left behind 30 years ago. I'm going to celebrate 30 years of coming to America. On December 13, 1993, I arrived at the Kennedy Airport not knowing. Oh, wow. 30 not years. 30 years. Oh. Not knowing what's going to happen, what's li- what lies ahead of me not speaking English, all I could say, hello, how are you, and thank you. And, and you know, I couldn't even understand, but I I instantly fall in love in this language and with people. All I saw, those beautiful faces, smiling, happy faces in this country. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I want to learn this language as soon as possible. And um, I enrolled myself in the community college and different classes you know i wanted to learn how to write and i wanted to learn how to read and i wanted to learn how to speak too so um that was my goal at that time and at the same time being able to support myself because to live in new york i i had to make money it took me a while but you know i was doing everything i was cleaning the houses taking care of the elderly people one of the li- uh, lady that i took care of she was paralyzed i spent a year taking care of her. And uh, so we lived in New York for two years. Never get a chance to really explore that place I love so much. In, in 1997, we moved across the country. I remember the very first thing in one of our um, English classes that I was taking at community college. The teacher said, if you think you're in America, you're not. New York mm. is not America. <laughs> to really find out about this country, you have to move Farther away from this place. <laughs> and um, one of my friends told me when they came back from the trip, they were truck drivers. They came back from the trip, and they told me about Portland, Oregon. They said, Elena, it's beautiful. It reminds me of Almaty, Kazakhstan. It's the place where I came from. And they moved there. And so a few months later, I followed them with my older daughter. And I lived in Portland for nine years where I met my husband. Who is Dan. here
0: also. Dan, hi.
2: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so my, supportive, Dan. Thank yeah, you supportive. for being here. You're yeah. He's my <laughs> biggest supporter. I don't know what I would, I don't think Alionka would exist without my husband if he wouldn't believe in me. Yeah, yeah it's,
0: it's, we're, we're close enough that we see it and you're there, like Dan, like through all of it, you know, with, and because you've had, we'll talk about it more, but you've had a lot of really cool successes. Um, and, you know, you're always there being so supportive. And it's fun seeing you, you know, just even watching her speak. Like, you can tell just how much, how proud you are. Like, it's, it's very evident how, how proud you are of, um, of what she's accomplished. And, um, and um, it's cool for us as, as a couple. We've talked about this. Like, I, th- I have a lot of theories of why you guys are very, very successful. But people can sense when there's unity you know, amongst family and couples and as a couple that's going through things, it's, 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 it's cool and meaningful for us to watch you two having gone through so much and continued to go through so much and supporting each other so lovingly. Um, it, we've appreciated watching that. We've spoke of that often and it, we're really grateful to just have you in our home is, is an honor to have you both here because again, I just think Elena, everyone knows who you are, but really this is, this is your family that has done this and you, and you know, Elena is, is leading this, this charge, but, um, I don't
3: know. I, I, I got a funny, I got a funny story with, with regards to Elena in her, her dream for, for the restaurant. We're, we're out in the backyard and she knows this story very well. And, and I'm always looking at business statistics, you know, and failed businesses and different things like that. And I'm just like going, I'm looking through all these business periodicals and going, okay, um, percentage of uh restaurants that are that fail it was almost 80%. Wow. And uh and that to me that that makes me nervous and and I'm telling her this in the backyard and she just she just looked at me right in the eyes she just goes you are a dream killer. <laughs> 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 but 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 that's it just hit me right in the eyes and I'm just like going I don't I don't want to I don't want to squelch her dream so it, I just go okay I'm in. I'm in. Let's let's do this. If you if you want to do it, mm-hmm. let's do it. And she's and she's done awesome. Yeah, yeah.
2: There was a moment. Yeah, uh, we, we. I know he's a great supporter. I mean, throughout those twenty one years that we're together, we always going. We, we went through a lot of challenges. Like I think every couple would go through challenges, you know, and ups and downs. And there's a the moments when we thought oh, where do we go from here so wh- one of those moments when he told me you know I don't think you know it, I mean for so many years he kept saying Elena I don't think it's a good idea I think it's very hard it's a hard job I really I don't want to I don't want you to feel exhausted all the time and you we still have little children it didn't just pop in my head right away mm-hmm. and at some point I told him I said let's just stop up talking about it I don't want to Think about it. Let's just focus. I was teacher. I'm a teacher. I I got my elementary school teaching diploma from Kazakhstan. And um, when I came here, I didn't teach for a very long time until I really had this dream to teach for this private school that I love and I believe in. And um, when it, the opportunity arose, I applied for that job, and I was waiting patiently to get accepted. I had to go through, you know, interview process and everything. So I was so proud that I was accepted as a teacher at that school, and I, I was teaching for four years. And I kind of put this dream on the back, thinking maybe it's not what I needed to pursue teaching. This is, I'm very passionate about things that I, I, I you know, pursue So, teaching, gardening, cooking—I love kids. I, you know, so I, I those four years working with them it brought so much joy to me. But then, somehow, I remember that day. It's funny that I renew my um, teaching license here at, at Boise um, downtown, and I drove by State and Limp mm-hmm. that place I loved, and I saw the sign. For rent. Like oh, I'm curious. I just turned around, took a picture of the p- phone number, and I thought I will call. When I came back to school, I was supposed to teach, right? I was sitting there. I I saw the message from Dan, my husband. He's, he he te- t- texted me with the pictures of trailer, like an empty trailer. Mm-hmm. And I like, what is this about? And he said <laughs> food truck. I said, <laughs> I thought we already decided not to talk about it because. And, and, and he's like all well, just a thought i said food truck i know it's very hard you need to bring the equipment inside you need to find the parking place and the hardest thing to find the place where you would sell the product mm-hmm. but i just drove by it's funny how it happened right at the same time I, I just i said i just drove by state and limp and i saw this you know for rent sign and i sent it to him and he said call them I said, I already did, but nobody responded. <laughs> he he calls me right away, and he said, I just talked to the owner. He's expecting you to call him back. I said, okay. So we connected with the guy, and um, he told me you know how to get in. I The same day, I took my kids. I didn't go by myself. I wanted to bring my kids and see what they think. So three of us walk in and look around. My daughter looked at me just like, what do you think? What do you what is this about I said I don't know what do you think she's like restaurant I said yeah she's like that would be cool <laughs>
0: like,
2: okay but I can't do it by myself Andrew my youngest one he said he was 10 at that time oh I can help you to do the dishes mom and <laughs> and, and Karina said she was at that time she was 16 she's like I'll be happy to help you too So I took tons of pictures, sent it to Dan. Dan was out of town at that time. When he came back, we met with the owner next day. And the rest of the history of Alunka. Yeah. We signed up contract within like two or three days. Oh wow. And
1: that's fast.
2: It was Mm. fast. And then when I came in, I like when I got the keys from the place, I sat down and I thought, What did I get myself into? I have no clue how to run the restaurant. I have no clue where to go, how to start the business. What? And just like I was in totally disbelief what I've done.
3: But, but you know, one thing One thing I'll say, you know, with her, you know, it's like sh- she always says, oh, you yeah, know, I didn't have a clue on how to run a business. But like over in Portland, over in Portland, you know, her running her own, you know, the limousine town car business and just working her tail off. He, I mean, this woman, sh- she'll work around the clock. But like even over here at, for Challenger when she was a teacher – she would work around the clock and sometimes this, this would make me laugh though too is sometimes i'd look at her checks and i go all right and then i'm just dividing dividing it by how many <laughs> how many hours <laughs> how many hours she's putting in i'm just like going okay but she but she loves it
1: anything that she gets
3: into she puts her heart and soul into it and that's that's what she did you know with this restaurant
1: yeah you said that you went from one day you guys had decided for 4 years you hadn't talked about it mm-hmm. And then three days later you're signing a contract.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know anything about the restaurant business, but I assume you've got to have contracts with food providers and utilities and you've got to have a lot of things set up before you run a business. Three days. I can't even wrap my mind around it.
2: I had no clue, you know, how to do this stuff, but I, I all I knew I had this desire to spread the love, the flavors the love of food that i i had inside of me and i i grew up with my grandma who if if it happened these days uh, you know people call themselves foodies who love good food mm-hmm. who would enjoy every bite of it right um, so she was the foodie she was amazing chef she i mean i think my um taste buds or the palate was developed because I was next to her, I lived with her for four years before she died, and when she died, I was I was only eleven. I was devastated, and we have to move back to our house with my mom and with my um, brothers and sisters. There six of us, and I my desire was to recreate something similar, you know. And I started testing and and uh, experimenting with flavors with textures my mom what what i i admire her for we didn't have much in the house but we always had food we always had all the ingredients we needed to cook something delicious and something good it took me a while i have a book that um i was lucky to get back from my niece even on the show, the Food no- Network, I uh, show them the book. My niece lived with us. Um, she came 12 years ago and lived with us. She went to um, a local school, graduated from high school, and then she was accepted in MIT and um, graduated from MIT with Full ride. And one day I talked to her. I said, there was a book in our family that I absolutely love, and I grew up with that book. And have you seen it because they her family, my br- my younger brother, lived in that house in our family house that we grew up in. And she said, I think I saw this book somewhere in the attic. I see if it, you know, if I'll find it. And one Christmas I received the package and I put it under the Christmas tree. And during, you know, Christmas morning when we were opening the present, that was the book. When I opened the box, there was the book, I cried and I, I couldn't believe it. That brought so much emotions and memories from My childhood—it's still here with me at the restaurant. So um, I'm always going through them. It's very old. The pages are very kind of Mm. soft already. You know, I wish I could refurbish or do something with that, but it brings the memory. It brings the warmth of um, great food that I had with my family back then. Um,
0: I think maybe that's one of the reasons why your restaurant does so well. Um, I think sometimes we've lost that art of, of integrating these, this tradition and these beauties into the food that we're cooking because we're going for speed Mm -hmm. and we're going for, you know, comfort in our, um, in our taste buds. We want to have the same, similar tastes all the time. And in Boise, you open this restaurant during a time Um, Well, I mean, when it really started coming into people's awareness was at a time people were desperately wanting connection again. We were wanting to connect. We were needing comfort, and then suddenly you had created a restaurant that was so many levels and layers beyond just good food. You were bringing in this culture, and you know you have this background in 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 Russia and your family and creating comfort and I remember when we went because I think the first time we went was with the kids yes. um, and we were all just kind of like well let's see what this is about and yet we're we're talking I remember we were all like laughing around the table we were trying new things and it was a different feeling being there and something that we were all struggling but we all felt felt that comfort. And, and I think people just started to, to resonate with that. And I, I just haven't had that experience really in, I think, any other restaurant I've ever been in. And then you'd send people there and then they would thank me. I don't think I've ever had anyone thank or people thank me as much for a, a business as people have thanked me for introducing your restaurant to them because it, it meant something to them. And, you know, they weren't just getting a burger that tasted really good. They're like, I had an experience there, which is just, it's so cool to know in that book that you have right there. Now we're writing this new story and that, and we're part of it and your community is part of it.
1: That's what it felt like to to me. Like, it felt like I, like I was part of a story. Like I was, all of a sudden I got this glimpse into this long history that the story was continuing and i got to be a little part of that for just one meal and then talking to you that night that was so you were so friendly and welcoming and it's like there's something going on here like i'm part of something that's more than just sitting down at a restaurant i'm part of somebody's history i love that and i think that a lot of people resonate with that they want that they want the they want something personal they want something comforting they want something that i don't know is more than just that experience on the surface
3: well, one one thing that I'll say as well, you know, with, with Elena, any, anytime people come to our house, she makes them feel just at home, you know, it's like bringing all this food to them, you know, it's like, and I'm, I'm always just sitting back, just like going, okay, what's going on here? You know, mm-hmm. okay, this is the 20th, this is the 20th course, you know, just for, for everybody. <laughs> but still it's, it's like, but, it, but it's, it's an experience for everybody. And that's one thing that she did, you know, with the, the Russian food festival, even when we, we started it out, you know, it's like you, you'd have stroganoff you know she was making stroganoff and then all of a sudden you know year one you know and then we're adding all these other things you know like like the the peppers uh and the bl- the blini, you know and what was the, the big one that the, the, the chebariki you know it's like doing all, all these different Shishka-ba-f- different the dishes line. and everybody loved it mm-hmm. uh-huh. and and then they just go when are you going to do this again okay well, well we're doing it next next year and people would be waiting waiting for this and it's, it's like and the one thing that really comes into my mind, you know, like right now, it's like the, the consistency of her food as well. You know, like even even for the Stroganoff. She had all these other Russian ladies, you know, helping her. And all of a sudden, you know, she's going to eat each pan, each pan and testing it, you know, and stuff. And I'd just be sitting there watching her and and, and these women are just like going, and Elena, Elena I'll never forget this one this one lady, this lady that we love dearly, her name's Jania. And right in front of this big stroganoff pot, and all of a sudden Elena tastes it, and she goes, something's wrong. You know, it's like, just something's wrong, you know. But she needed to have it perfect. Mm -hmm. And she just goes, this has got to go. You know, there was too much salt. I forget what she did with it, but it was... It had to be just so. Jania made it, you know, she just goes, oh, no, this is what I'm going to do. And then Elena just goes, no, this is the way it has to be. And, And that's the way she is at at the restaurant as well you know so it's like e- even with some of the girls you know that gives them a little gives them a little leeway but all of a sudden she tests something and, and if it's not right take it back we got to do it over mm-hmm. and so I, I that that's just her yeah i, I think it's awesome that's, yeah. there is a,
0: so the, i mean it is very very consistent yeah. like yeah. every single time even your kebabs like the level that you 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 cook your meat i've noticed is pretty much exact Every single time, because I, I, I noticed that with meat for some reason, but yeah, I, I don't think I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned the consistency um, around just like the entire menu and people, yeah, I think people really appreciate that.
1: Mm. How do you, how do you train somebody else to cook? Because you're not doing a hundred percent of the cooking, are you?
2: I stop now. <laughs> so I, it, it's a long process. I have to train people. And for me, it's probably the hardest process, the most challenging thing um, for me to let it go and let other people lead. But it it takes a while, you know. I just recently listened to, I I love listening to the audio books about restaurants. In one of the books, she says, it takes 30 times those five minutes of training you have to train this person 30 times by five minutes, you know, to get to the to the perfect or to the flavors that you expect this person would cook. It's a long process. You, I, I, a lot of times I have a tendency to just do it myself, to jump and just do it. And I still do it, but I have to cut myself. Mm-hmm. I have to slap my hands mm-hmm. and say, no, I need to delegate. I mean, throughout of my life, I'm always thinking, you know, I'm learning, this is never ending learning uh, process, I, you know, I, I always have to learn how to delegate things, how to train people, and that's what happens, you know, but I want, like, to me, consistency, is very important, yeah. like uh, everything else, the flavors, consistency, and, and it's not about, some people would say, they said, oh, you just want to be perfect, uh, you perfectionist. perfectionist, um, I in some in some way I am. That's I would say every Russian woman trained to be perfectionist. because when we grew up, we grew up in an environment when we were expected to to do everything perfect, right? I'm struggling through this too. I'm I also learning how to really find a balance, but I also love. I I I need to watch the standard. It has to be. to me, if, if the stroganoff is supposed to taste certain way, that's supposed to taste today, tomorrow, or you know, a week or months, a year later, the same flavors. Okay, And um, it takes a while. It takes time for me to train people. But I am at the place where I'm so happy. I have a, such a great team of leading ladies. Every one of them could be a leader. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to remind them that we are here together for a reason, you know, one reason or another, whether you're helping me to chase my dream or helping you to ch- chase yours. Um, so mm. it's very hard to be a leader.
0: You know, you you mentioned that, you know, you obviously have a, you your culture is uh, Russian, and you're proud of that, and I probably could talk to you for a lot about, the healing of perfectionism from the society that you're, you know, you're part of, um, but part of the story of your restaurant, it, you, <laughs> they should seriously <laughs> like do a mini series on on what you've gone through as a restaurant because, you you are coming into, you know, you you've you've made a name for yourself. Everyone is respecting you, and then we have the situation internationally with Russia and Ukraine, and that really just. Blew up everywhere, obviously. And now, you know, you're here um, as part of our community. Um, but there were some real implications of, of, of that situation. Do you want to, either one of you, want to talk a little bit about kind of what happened in
2: that at that time?
1: Yeah, what was your guys' experience? I'm sure that you probably got support and then some non support.
2: It's, it's a painful subject. I am Russian. But I was, ra- was born and raised in Kazakhstan. I, I'm very proud that I'm Russian. A lot of people say, oh, you need to change um, the name of the restaurant, Alonka Russian Cuisine. You need to put Alonka International Cuisine. No, I'm proud to be Russian. This is my roots. and That's what I'm carrying through my life. And um, what happened there it's very painful i i grew up in a multicultural community i grew up in soviet union where we would have a huge community of different nationalities or ethnics you know there would be a community of ukrainians and russians and kazakh people cuz i grew up in kazakhstan and uh, Uzbekis and, uh, you know, Armenians and Georgians and Korean. We have a huge Korean community there, too, who are very famous for their Korean salads that I have <laughs> carry on my menu. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it became such a, you know, a staple on every table in Russia. So I adopted it as a Russian um, salad. Anyway, uh, I grew up in a big multicultural communion. To me, it's very hard to see that you know people are hurting right now, and our relationships between Russia and Ukraine so destroyed at this point that a lot of generations will be going through this. And I, I don't know. I hope it will stop. I wish I would do something about it. But I'm such a small person to do it. Oh, I could just spread my love for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're Ukrainian or if you're from Belarus if you're from Armenia. I have so much love for everyone. Mm. And I wish everybody would come to peace and stop this insanity.
1: I remember reading a book. high school learning about world war Mm one and kind of what led up to world war one and i think i've told you my heritage is ukrainian right and so just getting to know a little bit about that like that history i think that a lot of people i had the impression when i thought ah russia or soviet union it's this country like the united states like they're this one big country and they're unified from border you know from the edge of the border to the edge of the, the other border and uh, that's not the case at all. Like the Soviet Union was a conglomeration of all these little countries and nationalities that were in the same general area, um, large area, of course, but and each with their own little independent culture. And through whatever mechanism they ended up uniting, uniting under the Soviet Union. But there but it was always natural to be the, like this multicultural, nation like that's what it was it was there was not that big of a distance between ukraine and russia there wasn't that much of a distance between belarus and armenia and all these other countries like they were neighbors and community like a global i don't know that was their community i'm not sure what i'm trying to to say but the borders were not as distinct Mm -hmm.
2: we are just one big nation yeah you know that in in russian was the language we spoke all of us and the r- Russian literature um, in history, or thought at school, and um, it, it was just painful when it happened. In February two thousand twenty-two, I I wasn't in, bili- in disbelief, and um, I didn't even know what was going on in there. I didn't even have time to follow what was happening there, until I received the phone call to the restaurant from local uh, tv station saying what do you think about it i said i just 2 minutes ago i just found out about it i i am very i'm i'm in shock i'm very disappointed it's happening never in my life i would think that something like that could happen there were people who right away they started you know attacking me telling me to take down the sign on the restaurant mm-hmm. and there was the the uh, posts on um, Google site, on social media saying, ban this Russian restaurant, um, ban this communist woman who is, you know, running this place. Or some of the people would say, Boris never been Russian. Why did you put Russian? It's supposed to be Ukrainian. I wish I could say something at that time to calm them down. All I could say, it doesn't matter. You know, um, I'm Russian or Ukrainian. My heart hurts for all of them. You know, with, for people who were suffering at that time, and um,
1: the call to ban is so crazy to me. Like I'm, my mind is like, okay, well, then what happens? Like, let's chase it out. All right, all right. so you want to ban this woman, be her restaurant. You want to shut down her business, and you know they don't know that Dan's working or what's going on, but starve her family possibly because she happens to be Russian, like that's making a lot of assumptions and that feels a little extreme. I never understand the whole mentality behind a ban or a boycott.
3: Mm -hmm. One thing that was really interesting with her, uh, when these radio stations and also television stations were asking her different questions, it always just, and I'm listening to the recordings and it's like she did it very eloquently, you know, just like say, hey, we're, we're all one happy family. And it's like, I'm not. Yeah, yes, I'm Russian, but you, you know, you're, you're 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 you are Ukrainian, but we're one family. And it's like people. I think that really resonated with a lot of people. So mm-hmm. it was pretty powerful. I think it also powerful. bothered
0: people, though. I think the reason I think people ban is because they need to simplify the world, and they need to f- blame, and they need to blame it s- as simply as possible. And so we try to weed out and take out anything that makes them feel like oh this is responsible for whatever conflict is going on or whatever issue I'm having or you know going back to even covid the simplification of how people would would other each other and and because it's it's too hard to hear the depths of people's stories and it's and it comes from fear obviously yeah. it comes from fear of the things we can't control and so we try to control it um, in very negative ways. And I remember you actually did a Instagram, Instagram reel speaking, and you don't normally do that. You know, your, your restaurant is about your food and you, you share your, your family that you, you know, your, I always think of your restaurant as like a big family, but you stood up and you said exactly what you're saying now. Like I'm coming from a place of love. Um, you never, you know, you, 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 you maintained your respect and love for your culture and your country. Because I'm sure that is it is devastating to watch, you know, things happening in your country that hurt people. I mean, I I'm, you know, as an American, I feel that. I feel watching my country and my leaders do things to people out of my control. I hope nobody's Blaming me or wrapping that all, even if I'm,
1: or boycotting your business because yeah, you're, and you're American. But
0: I'm sure that they, you know, if I was out of this country, they would. Um, but you spoke very eloquently, and I, I think you are a really good example and help people understand what to do, because um, we're not a con- we're not a generation accustomed to war. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all new to us. We, you know, we're we didn't really even remember like Korea. I mean, and all of a sudden. We have these generations that are seeing massive conflict now in the, in the Middle East. Um, but you gave, a, you gave a really good example of how to navigate this kindly. And I think a lot of people really learned and resonated with that.
3: I agree.
2: Thank you. I agree yeah. with you.
1: You reached a certain amount of notoriety with the TV show. You were featured on um, Guy Fieri's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. How did this happen?
2: I don't know. It came out of nowhere, like a of <laughs> blue. I like was... is
1: Guy Fieri just kind of floating around looking yep. for restaurants? He, he and just he's like, Haven't
0: you seen oh, the show? A... He's just driving his
2: car. He
1: just like, happens to be stopping through. <laughs> no, that was awesome.
2: I think in early January this year, I received a phone call. I was doing my medical appointment, and it was the phone call, and I picked up the phone, and um, the lady said, um, I'm calling you from the Food Network. We would like to feature your place. And I said wait, is it like a joke? Is it <laughs> what, what Food <laughs> Network? Is it, are you a blogger, local <laughs> blogger? or like? She's like, no, I'm one of the producers from Food Network. I said, Food Network that I absolutely love? And she said, yeah, it's like the, the channel that I love to watch? And she said, yes. And I said, how can I help you? And she's like, well, I would like to talk to you. Guy Fieri is coming to Boise. And I'm like, you know what? I'm at the ben- medical appointment right now. Can I call you back? she's like yeah just call me the same number so i drove around thinking am i dreaming is Mm. it real (laughs) and two hours later like no i need to stop and just focus on this phone call so i stopped and i called the back uh, lady back and i said okay i'm i'm all years and i'm still i i mean total disbelief but i would like to hear what 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 is going on and she said that Guy Fieri was here in 2009, I believe, it's a long time ago, and he's planning to come back to Boise again to feature six local restaurants, and she said, we're putting together 12, and we would like to see if you would like to participate. I said, I am honored that you called me, even if you, he wouldn't choose me, the fact that you called, it's it's a huge for me. And so we set up the interview. She's like, it has to be two hours. You're going to give us the five recipes, and he will choose two or three, whatever he decides to do. And he's going to be there in, in February. We don't know when exactly, but we'll let you know. So I did that and then waited. And she said, February 2nd. I didn't receive the phone call on February 2nd second and third and fourth. I didn't, I was like, okay, they probably chose somebody else. And I just kept going. It was the Valentine's Day I had to be prepared for. And all of a sudden, two or three days before Valentine's Day, I received the phone call from the producers and they said, congratulations. I said, on what? And they said, he, you were one of those six. I started crying. I was overwhelmed. And you're like, why are you crying? If you don't want to do it, don't, don't do not mm-hmm. do it. I said, no, I'm just overwhelmed with joy. How, how did it happen? How... I mean, my whole life full of surprises. That I surprised myself, probably, and I, it was a great surprise for me. So I said I would love to participate, and and uh, yeah. So I, re- you know, the producer reached out to me, told me the uh, all the details and everything, and they said you have to find your uh, supporters who could be there early in the morning on Monday, nine till twelve, I think he said. And uh, you have to be like there at five o'clock in the morning on Monday, which is closed. We were always closed on that day. And I thought, perfect. And, you know, I don't I don't have to lose the business. But at the same time, I thought I need to be prepared. So next day it was Valentine's Day. So it took the whole day of filming with producers. And um, uh, we reach out to the local um, supporters, to people, regular clients who were following us on social media and you were one of them.
1: I remember when you contacted us, it was like, but you guys can't say anything about it. You yes, got to keep it secret. I it's know. like we signed NDAs <laughs> and all this business. I'm like, man, the Food, the food Network is serious no, about confidentiality.
2: Totally. Yeah. We had to sign the same papers, too, mm-hmm. and to keep it quiet, not to say a word. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was um, a lot of work, but I had so much fun.
1: It was uh, awesome just to see behind the scenes of what it takes. It was a little chaotic. Like I was, I came there just for the food. And it was
0: actually on his birthday. (laughs) Yeah, And I thought if it was any other restaurant, he would have been like, no, I'm like, I don't even think he cared that we were going to be on TV. Actually, I was just going to see you you and to have the food. I didn't care about the
1: show. I mean, it's great to support you, but I thought I get to eat it for lunch (laughs) or maybe breakfast. Yeah. Sign me up. Where do I got to be?
0: Yeah, that, it was, that was great great. That was great, but it was, was kind of chaotic it was weird like was. and they were yeah. just moving us around like you know like you sit here you sit here and then when they put us at the table and then like guy fieri sits down i'm like here we go all right like this is just uh, just uh, normal but it was really fun to like them ask us specifically about a food that we had like you know we love what's your favorite and it why was, do you I'm love like, it this I'm is like, the best day ever
1: I was like, well, let me tell you all about Shuba.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love Shuba. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that was cool. But the
1: coolest thing was like sitting and talking to all those people. Like, like I was part of this group that I didn't know that I was a part of. That this group even exists. And yeah, we were all Atlanta fans. This is this is a pretty funny story too. It's like
3: she had she had me going to to Costco, you know, to to get some things. So I'm bringing things, and I think I'm being really quiet and stuff, going coming in the back door. And all of a sudden, I, op- I open the door, and there's the lights and everything, and she's and she's there with the producer, and they're, they're looking at me, and I'm just, like, going, oh, my gosh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I go, I just got, that's what she did. <laughs> Lena's going, "Just go back. I go, I close the door, and I just go, what is going on here? You know, it's like, and then also even coming in the front door, talking to some of her employees, and these guys yelling at me, quiet, please. Mm-hmm. And Dude. it's like I'm going. Okay. Well, they, they were all business. Yeah. Well, they
0: also were late, remember? Like, there was some kind of... Well, yeah,
1: late this, coming from the previous place. I forget well, no, what the Well, no, they were having were, a
0: meeting with Rachel Ray. I remember <gasps> that, because yeah, yeah. I was like... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they were yeah. like, well, we... Waiting Rachel, for a phone call. Rachel and, Ray was taking so long. I'm like, is this real? Is this real? <laughs> <laughs> and so we're all just sitting there, and they're like, okay, Rachel Ray's over. Let's go. And... Oh,
1: when they started, it was so crazy. Like when when they sat down with us, like Natalie saying, "Okay, so do you want, want me to do this and do that?" And I'm like, "Natalie, no." I no. just wanted to know what Don't direction
0: to sit. That's all I was and asking.
1: They're like, "We'll tell you what to do. <laughs> <We> just <laughs> yeah. do what we say." I was like okay. yeah, that I'm in trouble anything. with the teacher. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: That, that as fun as that day was, which was really cool. I, for me though, the day was when we all got together and oh. you had the watch party to oh, see that the was, release because that was, that was, because huge. That that was huge. like I I was telling Shane I'm like this is this is like the coolest thing ever to yeah. be like surrounded. But you tell us what kind of about the the release party, what yeah. the plan was with that.
2: I just wanted to invite everybody you know who participated in this show and who's been supporter of our business for so long. Invited friends and family and uh, neighbors and people who were part of that and just to celebrate that is a great accomplishment to be to be a small restaurant local restaurant you know where you have um, a local um, supporters one thing but when it goes national to me it was it was so surreal there's so many moments in my life feel so surreal it's like pinch me is it is it true is it can't real? believe this
1: is happening no
3: yeah so i i just amazing. i just remember <laughs> lena going okay how, how are we going to do this and i'm just like going okay we need to have i mean we got the screen we've got the like the projector and everything and the speakers we all put it together and, and so thank god she trusted me you know with that part you know but it but it really worked out well everybody there was such good energy there oh amazing you know? energy yeah, yes everybody I, I'm looking around when that when that film is is going on the when the episode is going on, I'm looking around. Everybody is so engaged. And it's like there I thought it was I thought it was a really surreal moment, you know, mm-hmm. so and like her her just sitting there just like looking, you know, just like at the screen. she just just couldn't believe it, but it was it was really cool, yeah,
0: it was a special yeah. special night.
1: I think that I've probably gotten more publicity out of your episode than you have. Oh, <laughs> really? Somebody just uh, um, <laughs> yesterday at work came up to me and said, I saw your ugly mug on the, <laughs> on the TV the other day. I said, what are you talking about? Like, I was watching uh, DDD, or what did he call it? Like triple 3D. D, yeah, Triple D. Triple D, 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 yeah. D okay. Triple D. And uh, I, was, I was like, Aliancas. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you, you were totally on Aliankas. I... I think I've had like 100 people come up to me and say, were you on that TV show? I'm like, that restaurant's awesome. You should go. (laughs) I I have people, um,
3: the company I work for, I mean, we're we're based out of Atlanta, but still I have people, you know, from Florida, from Ohio, Arkansas, you, you name it. They're just like going, is that your wife? You have a restaurant, you know? And I just go, I go, that's her restaurant. I go, that's her little baby. I just said, but yeah, that's like, I go then. That. That's my wife. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see
0: that being kind of dis- strange because you you work in a very different field. Yeah. You know, a little bit more science based. Um, you're very American, if you don't mind me saying that. Yeah. And like you have <laughs> this it's like you have another <laughs> life, like oh, yeah. back here in in Idaho. But yeah. It is yeah. It, it's it would...
3: it's different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How Russians still...
3: Russians in Idaho. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I still still
2: don't believe that I have a husband like that who is American and he's he's total opposite of me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, very talkative, very uh, funny, and um, I would say I'm such an introvert. For me to get out and just talk, it takes a lot of courage. That that, (laughs) that, that, that was that was one of the
3: things you know. Like even when we started the restaurant, I was always in in the back. You know, it's like. I go, Lena. You got to get out there. You got to. You got to talk to. You got to talk to the customers. Right. You can say how How are things going? You know. And I'm sitting there coaching her on. She goes, I don't want to do this. And I, she just goes, Oh, that's what
1: you were the best
3: at. But, though. I, but I know. I know. But it was I know. so
2: scary in the beginning. But once I got yeah. into it, I I enjoyed. I love it. You know. I love every moment of it because I I I met so many great people, amazing people. Heard so many amazing stories, and um, it's really. Fulfilling, fulfilling. Yeah. Not only cooking for them to see those beautiful faces and hear their, you know, getting to know them as a part of the family, I would say. My family is still back. I'm here by myself. I mean, all my brothers still in Kazakhstan. My sisters live in Denmark with their families. So I don't have any close family members living here in America. Mm. So I do miss that. I gr- growing up in the big, big one, it just. One part that I miss so much. Um, The celebrations that we would get together, we'd get together, you know. The food was always bringing us together. I mean, every birthday, every holiday, we would be cooking together all day. At the end of the day, we would sit down, eat, and then we would take the leftovers home. And the memories of it is just always with me. And I miss that so much. So when I hear the buzz at the restaurant at the end of the day or at the dinner time it just brings so much joy so much happiness to me It's just like finally it's alive I can hear (laughs) it and it's amazing to go out and meet with people and see their faces and see how much they enjoy the food that we produce but
3: but it's been but it's been really fun just to see how far she's come you know just from being this little introvert now now she's now she's this little chatty Kathy going out there going, hey, well, how did you hear about us? And I'm just, I, I look back and I'm going, oh my gosh, thank you, God. <laughs> it's, you're it's, a pro. It's perfect. It's perfect. It, yeah. it's, it's perfect.
1: Um, man, I'm just so pleased with you following your dream and taking advantage of these awesome opportunities and that our paths have crossed along the way. Like uh, our experience here has been made better because of you guys and what you're doing. And uh, I hope it keeps going like that. So, thank you for all that you're doing in in the community, and uh, we just love we just love you guys. Yeah,
0: thank you, we really do. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, well, thanks for, com- for coming and joining us in our home. Thank you for well, having thanks us. Thanks for having us. It, thank it, you.
1: Yeah, it's an honor.
0: Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble, and for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time.
1: Thanks so much to our sponsors for supporting Local Dialogue. We encourage you to check them out online. Jesse Taff of Waypoint Real Estate Group is at www.waypointidaho.com. Bryce Gonser of Fulcrum Home Loans is at www.fulcrumhomeloans.com. And Dr. Dustin Portella of Treasure Valley Dermatology can be found at www.dermatologyboise.com and on Instagram at drdustinportella.